Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. I'm your host, Cody Leekian, joined here once again with Joe Hishma. Hishma. It's good to see you guys. Uh, at least um, know that you're there, if I can't see you. Uh, but yeah, it's great to be here. Awesome. It's great to have you. Okay, so Joe, this week we're doing cans at yes. the time of recording this. but as Cans we, and dry goods. Cans and dry goods. That's right. But as we're going to be preparing for next week, mm-hmm. we're going to be doing clothing. Is there any kind of right. information that would be helpful as we go and gather 10% of all of our, our good clothing? Not That's the clothing right. that we work on the car or That's mow the lawn right. in. That's right. Clothing that would be actually wearable. So... Uh, this is actually my favorite week of this experiment because your kids can go through their clothes and you as a couple can go through your clothes yeah. and really look at all the things. You can take an appraisal in one place, how many things you have, and then to give the Lord 10% of that. Nothing links you into biblical tithing than this. And so uh, what we're going to ask you to do is just so that you can keep our people cost, it's cost down and uh, is to sort your stuff. So if you have mediums or large or smaller mediums, just hmm. put them, men's, women's. Um, if you could sort them by gender and by size, that would be great, because we're going to do that this side of us giving them to Topeka Rescue Mission so that we don't, they don't have a huge cost in people costs when they receive the items. Yeah, because ideally it's going to be a lot of clothes, and so right. they're going to need it sorted on their end. So by mm-hmm. helping them, we can just by putting it in the trash cans, trash bags as we bring it, or boxes. Right. So yep. that'd be a huge help if you're able to do that. But look mm-hmm. forward to seeing the turnout for how this yeah. comes out. Yeah, that's going to be great. We're I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be cool to watch the trucks fill up. It's going to be, yeah. it, it'll be a good experiment. That's right. So Joe, this yes. week in our daily devotional, we are introduced to some pretty awesome and some pretty key figures uh, mm-hmm. in the New Testament who are walking alongside Jesus. They're doing this whole ministry thing. And so we talked a little bit before this about how it can be really beneficial for us in our walk to dive deeper into their lives and to read more about him and to just be having that mindset, that lens to look through. Can you kind of elaborate on that and Share with yeah. us what that so looks we're like. looking at the twelve apostles, and the key passage is the one for that we read on Thursday in Mark chapter three. But of course, in Matthew and in Luke, the each one of them uh, are named, and they have some different names. So it might be good for you to <laughs> do a little bit of research and write down their names. I mean, most people cannot think of or have, apart from yeah. Peter, James, and John, the twelve apostles, and yet each one of them are interlaced into the story of Jesus, uh, from famous to infamous. <laughs> and yes. So, so uh, I think it's good I just to look at the diversity of people that Jesus specifically called to do life with and to shift the responsibility of preaching the gospel to then sharing the gospel to the ends of the earth and being a witness of what they've seen and heard. And what I did is I I just built these lists and I interlaced them with the passages that were written on them. Some have a lot of material, like Peter, like John, um, and but the problem with some of them is they have one or two lines in the whole story story yeah. of, of Jesus, and so how do you really know what they did? And, um, and what, you, what you realize on that is God uses people of all different backgrounds. He uses people who are outgoing and energetic and uh, extroverts, as well as the quiet, thoughtful, caring introvert. And so each one of those is what God used in that. And I would just encourage you sometime, just write out the list, 
yeah. get their names down, and then as you read the narrative of the gospel, just add to it on what you know about these people and the role that they played in the kingdom of God. Yeah, I know that's so cool for me, like knowing that I'm a little more introverted to be able to see that played out in some of the disciples, but then also going through, it's the reminder, like, Judas' name is in there twice, but it's two yes. different people. Two different Judas. And so yeah. uh, I always get a kick out of that last verse, Judas, the one who, the betrayer. And yes, so, and I get the kick out of Judas not Iscariot said yes. this to Jesus because right. it's kind of like, hey, I'm just not that guy. Not just remember, that everyone, I follow Jesus, my name is Judas, but it's not that guy. Yeah, it, so I mean, sometimes if... Uh, like, I'm not thinking through that lens. Like, it can be quick to forget about those little nuances. And so yeah. it's really helpful. Yeah. So hopefully you guys can have some good discussions about that this week. Um, as we dive into the questions, this first question, what is this week's passage teaching us about God? Well, it's showing us that he uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Hmm. And the prerequisite is just responding to his call. And when he calls to answer and to respond and to uh, be faithful with what he's called us to do. And so it's not your background. It's not even your position in life or season of life. It's not how much you make or how little you make. It's really the, the heart of the matter is our hearts and our availability to be used by God to make the name of Jesus greater on earth as he is in heaven. Yeah, it was such a beautiful picture from those mending nets to those collecting taxes, the, That's like, right. the, all the different dynamics that we can have. And they're really affirming for us in our walk as we go and realize like we are all being able to u- be That's used right. for the kingdom of God, no matter what profession, trade, schooling, whatever mm-hmm. we've done. And so, yeah. And it shows them at their best and worst. Yep. You see Peter going, where else can we go? You're the one who has the words of eternal life. We have come to know that you're the Christ. He's the one who said you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Mm. Okay. And, but he's also the one who said, I'll never deny you. And then denies him within 12 hours. And so. Before that rooster crows. Yeah. Man. Oh. <laughs> so I like the earthiness of the gospel account because it shows us that these men were far from great, but mm. they had a great God over them, and they he entrusted a great message through them, and they did great things because they trusted him. And they go great distances. I don't want to spoil right. the message too much here, but <laughs> you cover how far they go, and it's yeah. really amazing, especially because it's by foot. They don't get That's planes right. and automobiles to move, and so it it's really awesome to see that spread. Yep. Okay, so the drum roll for the favorite question here. Okay. What else from your time of teaching that you weren't able to cover in your message? Because you've got a, a lot to cover in your message. I do, and even through the run-through, which you heard before mm-hmm. the weekend things, I got a cut about eight minutes from it. So you're going to even—there's probably even more things I'm leaving out on, and I just don't have the time to develop it in our time together. Yeah. Um, I think the key thing was— uh, just the interrelationships with all the different backgrounds of the apostles, that there are so many things in their culture, so many things in, in, inside them and in their wiring that could have divided them, but instead the gospel united them. And in a very divided culture that we live in today, hmm. what brings us back together? Okay, it's got to be more than masks. It's got to be more than social distancing. It's got to be more than what the government is doing. Yeah. It's got to be even more, how, what, what's your view of COVID or anything? And we've seen that over the last two years. What brings us together is Jesus Christ and him crucified and resurrected for us. And we can disagree about a lot of things. We can even be wired differently. 
uh, the key thing is what unites us, and the gospel has to unite us again. We have to be people who are newly um, just reawakened to the reality of Christ and what on earth the church is here for. And it's to make disciples of all nations. And we join that. And when we join that, we join everything. Their legacy is now brought into the present from thousands of years ago. And we live like them, which is like Christ, because they followed him. Yeah. That's such a good message and a good reminder right now, and especially in these crazy times. So I'm really thankful for that. Okay, so this weekend, you're going to be focusing heavily on how the disciples, they just left everything. Like, they were mending nets, they walked mm-hmm. away from their boats, their families, and they, they walked away to go pursue and to be part of this movement of Jesus Christ in his life. Mm-hmm. And so as believers, we're called to make disciples in everything that we do. And this first question, I think, is really awesome, because no matter where we are at with our groups, where we're at in our walks with Christ, we can all mm-hmm. answer this question and respond to it according to like yeah. where we're at in our walk. And it's going to be really good for, I think, discussions as we look at these passages and talk more about like, what is this looking like? So the first question that we're asking is, how are you responding? Yeah. So there's two aspects to this answer. One is how, how have I responded to the gospel? Mm-hmm. And number one, I believed and therefore I received the work of Christ in my life. Second thing is, is whatever Christ has called you to, he's not just called you away from sin. He's called them into, called us into his way. And that way is ultimately one that preaches the gospel, that takes the gospel from your life and shares it with everyone everywhere you're going to go. And like I said in my message, those, those apostles took the gospel to the ends of the earth in yeah. their lifetime, basically a total of 3,000 miles to the east and 3,000 miles to the west and in their lifetimes, which is phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. What does it look like for us to respond to that responsibility of representing Christ in my workplace, in my home, with my neighborhood? What does that look like? How am I responding to that? Well, for me, I want to live intentionally with my family so the gospel is the greatest thing about us, not our great in, you know, times of adventure or our dinners or, or our conversations that we have. Those are all awesome, but I want to actually move and advance the gospel through our family, and I need to open up my life a little bit more on the areas my kids want to go to and helping them advance the gospel through every way that they uh, feel God leading them. And so that's where, at least right now, I want to be more involved is with my family. So, so so many times my emphasis on my family is bringing them together, yeah. but I want to also look at how we can send them out and bless them as we do that in their adult years. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really big coming from you say about the food and wanting to be more than that because that's a huge thing for you guys and yeah. your family. And so we are Arabs. We know yes, good food. Good food. <laughs> um, for me, this is really affirming of where God has called me. And so this past couple of weeks with toddler growing up in years and starting yeah. to become very energetic and very much so, just like I need constant attention because I'm gonna jump on something or get hurt doing something. And another kid on the way, just wrestling with the, like, we were far from family. Yeah. And so when God called me to ministry and I left Phoenix, Arizona, home with all my family Mm -hmm. to come to Kansas for schooling, and then God has kept us here, it's been one of those wonders of, like, well, 
we're really far from family. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's kind of, it's exhausting, yeah. especially in these years where it's like, we don't just have grandma and grandpa around to say, hey, can you watch the kids for a little That's bit? That's right. So relying on a community group. And it's about group. to double. Yep, and right. we're about to have another one, right? <laughs> and so instead of being able to like rely on family, it's like mm -hmm. we have got friends and uh, community group to rely on. And so it's been super awesome to see all of those people coming alongside of us. Sure. And just re reminding myself of this passage of like, yes, this is why I'm here. This is what we are doing. This is God's, like mm -hmm. God has us here for a purpose and a reason. And that's what we did. We left, I left everything. Yeah. And so that's been really affirming for me this week of yeah that responding reminder. to that call of yep. god yep no especially like reading when they just dropped their nets and they left mm -hmm. it's like that's kind of what happened I turned 18 yep. graduated high school and just left and so so that's exactly i mean my my experience with that is cheryl and i moved uh to chattanooga when we first got married which was nine hours from her parents and 11 hours from my parents right now um my parents are nine hours away and her mom is now six or seven hours away. And so mm -hmm. we never grew up in areas close to them because we were responding to the call of God on our lives. And it's really helped when our parents have encouraged us in that and not given us the woe is us. We don't mm -hmm. get to see our grandchildren. And I just would encourage you on that. That's something to, again, celebrate that you've responded to the call of God, but it does come at a cost. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So the next question we've got, what areas do you need to get over yourself in? Okay. So in my message, I talk about when they were compassionate. Mm -hmm. I talked about how the apostles got over themselves. They got over their differences. They got over their uh, privileges due to whatever wealth they, that they had or the lack of wealth or insecurities. They were able to get over themselves to get others into the gospel. And if the platform of my life is Jesus Christ, uh, then I'm, if there's anything that that's about me that gets in the way, my lack of respect from people, what people are, and my approval rating, um, the things I have that I don't want to give up, the yeah. things of comfort that would I'd be uncomfortable if I had to sacrifice, all those things are things that get in the way, and I have to get over so that the gospel can get into the lives of people around me. Yeah. Um, or even just Jesus can be seen in my life. I mean, not even a proclamation of the gospel, but just so that others can see that God is a part of my life and I am a Christ follower. That's really important. I have to get over. I think for me, for me, the area I need to get over, it's just been a common threat throughout my, throughout my adulthood life is the approval of others. Mm -hmm. I, I love to be liked, and that loving to be liked sometimes keeps me distant and separated from the will of God for my life. And so I just, that's a common area that I have to get over so that I can, I can get into serving God more. Yeah. What about for you? Uh, for me, it's, it's with money. And so I'm thinking of the Acts 4 where the people are selling all of their stuff and they're yeah. coming forward and bringing it to the apostles. And with all of this generosity experiment, I'm thinking about how like in my life, that's going to be so helpful for me to start with the food yes. and then to move to the clothing and then ultimately working towards letting go of more money because I feel like there's times where it's like, well, there, I have the minimum. Yes. I'm giving the minimum. Yeah. I've got my tithes. There we go. And so learning to just let go and be more generous and trusting God is just mm -hmm. I, I got to go over myself and me preventing the 
the joy and the the spreading of all of the things that God has given me yeah that he's entrusted to me because it's not even my own and so just letting go of that and yeah the acts 4 was really a good reminder for that and yeah. just going through that yep that's awesome Awesome. Joe, will you be able to pray for us today? Yeah, and... I'd love to. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for our community group leaders. Thank you for their willingness to listen to this, to be equipped for that time. And now we just dedicate that time with their community group. And I pray that you would lead them and that it would be authentic and meaningful and significant in each person's week, and that they would feel supported and loved and um, that the, each of us would be formed into the image of Christ so that our lives would be moved away from ourselves and into others and by loving you and them. We lift them up to you, protect them, encourage them, strengthen them. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Guys, don't forget about the Seder meal. S-E-D-E-R. That's right. right. Seder. Seder meal. <laughs> Still got to keep saying it because otherwise okay. I'm going to typo it up. Okay. We got the Seder meal coming up the week leading up to Easter. Really excited for that. We've started uh, getting some of the planning and the ironing out of that, and it's going right. to be an awesome experience. And so mm-hmm. look forward to seeing you guys there. And then April 30th, ShareFest. That's right. Be thinking about what sites you guys are going to be going to and how that's going to play out in your group. And Yep. Right now it's a save the date. Yep. And then in the upcoming weeks it's going to be choose the location. Yes. So make sure you're at least telling people so they can save the date for that. Yep. Have that on your calendars, because I know we're getting really busy here as we ramp up for summer. That's right. I know it doesn't feel that way, because at the time of recording this, it's all of, what, 18, 25 degrees and like six inches of snow, you were saying? six inches of snow. Man. Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas in March, I guess. That's right. (laughs) Well, with that, we bid you guys adieu, and we will see you again next week.